Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. What is this, 19? Is this a 19? Mm-hmm. For sure. Wow. Remember that in case this is the last one. oh man we gotta at least make 20 right oh no we can do hey my cousin mark enjoys listening to us if no one else does hey mark thanks for listening what up mark my my sister (laughs) listens there we go we got two hey sean's sister but my sister is she's addicted to podcasts she listens to every podcast that exists she'll like listen to a podcast about oil changes you know, oh, and then she'll listen so to it's, wow. It's not like she has a special affinity for us. She will absolutely <laughs> nah. listen to anything. She, she likes noise. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. She's an accountant. She like she runs the accounting for this Dutch shingle company and she's a big wig for them. And so she has the department all to herself and now she's at home doing all this work all by herself. And when she's not, she's at the wing of this company all by herself and all the day she listens to podcast after podcast. And for me, I can't do that. I can't have something going in my head and drive me crazy. I got enough voices in there. No, yeah, you don't. Matt, yes, Maddie you do. does that. Maddie can listen to stuff while he's working, but I can't. I, I can't concentrate if I'm listening to music or listening yeah. to a show or something. Oh, man, I have no problem with that. I check out. See you but later. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that her work is not as sloppy as yours as she's taking <laughs> care of this. She hasn't, she hasn't put the uh, light jazz version of uh, accounting on, on by accident or yeah. loaded the wrong Sometimes song. Sometimes when we touch, the honesty is too much. We have, so, we have so many songs that sometimes the wrong version gets loaded. It happens. Or like yeah. Simon Rocks into Time After Time by Cindy Lauper might happen. <laughs> I like to think that that's being funny. See, I, I, I have a spin He's for all of this. Being ironic. <laughs> like, you know, hey, it's something talking about a Wednesday on a Monday. Just letting you, <laughs> let you think about what's getting ready to happen. Messing up the rules. So, yeah, but it's weird to try and do a podcast or anything really with everything that's going on in the world right now, especially when you feel like you have something to say or you have a feeling about it, yet you're conflicted because you feel like you have no business having a feeling about it. Because I had a conversation with BDOT and some mm-hmm. people who, who are listening to the podcast might know who BDOT is. He does the morning show on 102 Jams, which is 
one of the top hip-hop stations in the world. I won't just say in America. They're looked at from all over the world. They are yeah. an important radio station, and he is an important air talent. And he came in the other day, and we've never really had a deep conversation. We've known each other almost 15 years, and we've never really had a deep conversation. But I said to him, first off, how you doing with all this? And he's like, it's a crazy world. And I said, "How do? what do I tell my kid? And he said, I have never thought about it until right now. How do I approach this with a white person who is an ally, is the way mm -hmm. he worded it. And we got to talking for like an hour, and Maddie was eavesdropping nearby. So I don't know how much of that you heard, Maddie, but I was really... And I don't want to get emotional right now, but I've, I've really been at a loss as far as what can I do? What can I say? What can I tell her? Even how do I feel, you know, because I feel guilty about so much of it because mm -hmm. we don't even understand the white privilege that we have because we, we can't, we'll never understand that. It's like, Kevin it, has said before about, and this is, I hate to say this because this might be offensive to some people, but it's like a man can sympathize with a woman on her period, but we'll never know. Right, we'll, exactly. A white person will never know what it's like to live a day as a black person in this world. Well, and when that term first came out, people misinterpreted it very much so. Because um, they're like, well, I've worked for everything I have. I don't have any privileges, blah, blah, blah. But that's not what it means. What it means is that you don't have to act differently just because of the color of your skin. Or you don't even have to worry about where you go at what time and what you're doing right. at all times. And I think that's something, you know, and you mentioned that, Sean, like, what do you say? And I think, you know, I think a lot of times people get real bogged down with, you know, everybody's got an opinion and you know you got to hear but i think it's important i think more than more than ever this is the time and and what can we do and yeah how here we are three white people talking about racial injustice but i think that's part of it i think having a dialogue and making it out there all the time starts to really you know make more people think about what's actually happening and i think what you did with b dot is is actually absolutely the right thing to do is to say, hey, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't know the right right way to react to this, but I'm reacting with compassion and I want to know. I want to be educated. Please help me. But, you know, the other side of that is there's guilt there, too, in that he and I had never had that kind of conversation in all these years and we talked about the need for there to be this kind of open dialogue because I didn't know that he felt that way. And then I had a conversation with Big Mo later. And the fact that these guys that I see and that I love like brothers that I've known all these years and I would do anything for, really, I didn't know that they felt that they were always being profiled, that they felt racism every day of life when they walk into work because we work together every day and I don't, I don't feel any differently about anybody, and they say they don't feel any differently about anybody, but that they feel racism every day all the time, and they have to deal with that. And, and now they're being straight up, up front honest with me because we're talking about it, but it took this. It took all this horrible stuff going mm -hmm. on and, and these crazy days. It took all this for us to ever have this conversation. It's heartbreaking. My 
My cousin is married to a black man, and she put up a post the other day and told a couple stories of times that he's experienced racism where she was there and witnessed it herself. And I knew nothing about those. I never knew that he had gone through these things, you know, and and that's the thing. It it does. It's sad that it's taken something like this for to get people really talking about it, because I had no idea. You know, it's interesting because I I grew up in New Hampshire and New Hampshire is not known as one of the most racially diverse states out (laughs) of out of all of them. And I really lived my life not having any concept of race or racism or, you know, it might have been from music or, you know, I remember when it being young and someone had got a copy of NWA, but not really understanding what I was listening to. But I just knew that I wanted to listen to it because everyone told me not to. Um, And I, I remember one instance where I had uh, a Confederate flag bandana. And I only thought of it as the Dukes of Hazard, And it was the flag from the General Lee. That's literally my dumb mind. That's all I had it. I wore it to a lacrosse game. And there were guys, you know, on the other team who saw that. And they're like, you are dead. And I'm like, what, what, what? And then someone pulled me aside and was like, dude, why are you wearing that bandana? And I was like, oh, my God, you know, what do you mean? Duke's a hazard. hazard. <laughs> General Lee, baby. I didn't know who, and, and that says a lot about my history knowledge, but I grew up in, you know, I, I didn't, I'm just oblivious. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it, you then, you know, moved to North Carolina, and I realized there's a lot going on. And, you know, it comes down to when you talk to people and you hear their experiences, and it's like, you, Sean, talking to Dot and to, to Mo and, you know, hearing that. And when you talk to guys and you go, oh, my God, I had no – it's like you don't realize. you Because it, it's, it's not the same at all. It's totally not. And mm-hmm. I think having that awareness now and I think the more people talk about it and listen to people's stories and listen and understand that there is this level of just nonstop profiling and and, and – constant you know awareness of you know what are you doing here why are you here and Mm -hmm. these stories keep coming up that we just need to talk about it more and understand and yeah we're white but we we have to be involved to help make this change and to help be on board and also understand that it's not always some big huge act of dramatic act of racism it can just be a comment it can just be Oh, yeah. A way that, so, yeah. like, a woman clutches her purse when a guy walks by or something. You know, like, it's, I, everything. It, yeah, yeah. It could be the smallest act, and that's something that what we can do as white people is, if someone makes a comment or acts in a certain way, is speak up and say, "Why are you doing that? Why? Why are you scared of that guy? And you're not scared of this guy?" Or, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. We can say something. It's it's really I think it's important to challenge. More than ever to challenge, like, you know, it's that idea that, well, you know, it, that you know, telling a joke and looking around the room is like, all right, I can tell this joke now. It's like, no, you can't. No. Like, I, no, I'm not down with that. And then and, and make your voice heard and let them, let people know it's not OK. And, you know, it, it it's sad, too. It, you know, the the hard part about this is all the sides to it and that. What happened to 
George Floyd was was awful. And 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 it's not the first time this has happened to someone. And there's a lot of spotlight on police right now. And I think that they're dealing with a ton of stuff too. And and there's going to be people, there's going to be instances where you have someone who who does something that's completely out of line. Um, but what's been really interesting too is the number of of people in law enforcement coming out and also saying this is unacceptable. Yes. Oh yeah. And I think uh, that's enormous. I mean, we yeah. really need to spotlight like we need more of these people. Like more more people who are in law enforcement who are like, "No, this is not right. Everything that, this cop did was wrong." Like Yeah, that's not how we've been taught to do our jobs. This is not okay. We, you know, someone should have checked on him, whatever, but the, well, yeah, definitely they need to there's speak. There's no up. doubt. No doubt that that cop and the other cops that were with him should all be charged with murder because they, they're implicit. They were standing right there. They could. When I saw that video, it was all I could do. It was like I just wanted to run and tackle him off with the guy. You know, it's, right. it's so such a helpless feeling to watch that. And you talking about other cops who are talking about it. I've got a friend who's a, a bike cop in Miami, and he said there's nothing that a good cop hates more than a bad cop, and that guy was a bad cop. And you're gonna you're gonna continue to hear that. There's absolutely no excuse for that kind of behavior. There's no defense for it. And anybody, I think I saw Nancy Grace trying to pull apart the charges or something. I didn't read the whole story, but I, I feel like I saw that headline and I was like, no way, don't even start trying to talk about that. No, because for, like you said, it, it makes other cops' jobs that much worse, that much more dangerous because... It makes people think that, you know, all cops are like that and they're not. They're absolutely not. It's it's just the idea that violence either way is not okay. And I understand that it's the idea that you know, you feel like this is it. You've hit a wall and you've got it, you know, there's people out there who who are taking it out on both sides. And it's it, it it's never the answer and it's got to stop on both sides. But I mean, for sure. I mean, it, this is just it's it has gotten to a point. And partly, you know, you got to wonder if you know, you talk about right place, right time. And you, after all the corona stuff and all the lockdowns and all this tension and all the... Un, like, think about everything we've been through in the last, what, four months? Five, <laughs> yeah. what, five Two months? Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And so, and then this happens and it was just like, that's, it was just one more thing. And, and, it, yeah. and it was such a big thing. And, and the other massive thing about all this is everything is on camera. And and if anything, if I I feel like if there's any shining light out of this, it's that you it doesn't just happen you know unseen anymore, right. and that it's not quiet. And 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 it's a gift and a curse, in the sense that you know there is no privacy, but maybe there's a you know, there's certain times where we're glad for that. And you know had we you know had we just heard the story about what happened to him, and not seen that video, Sean, you know it's like. You see that video, and it, and it was so Ugh. aggressive, and it was like, oh my god, this this is for real. And not right. saying we, we could, haven't seen video before. I mean, think about Rodney King, and but and we could we see all that. see. And, we could all see everyone. Doesn't matter what color you are. We could all see what was wrong there, and it wasn't just a quick video either. It went on for so long that you really could get every detail and really see what was wrong there. 
heartbreak. And Moe said something the other day when we were talking. He's, he was saying that if he ever gets stopped by the police, he wants it to be, these are his words, he said he never wants to get stopped in Kernersville or Lexington at 2 a.m. He would much rather get stopped in the hood because he knows somebody would videotape it because if he gets stopped out in Kernersville or Lexington, he'll never be seen again and nobody will have any record of it, you know. But if it gets videotaped in the hood, then something something might happen. Isn't that That's, horrible? Yes, it is. That, and and that kind of turns it around, you know, where people be like, "Oh, I wouldn't go through that neighborhood at night." Well, the, <laughs> it's it's that way for everyone. There's different reasons, but. You know, that's and that's I hadn't even thought of that. And that's a terrible thing that people have to worry about things like that. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's every day. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that it's a catalyst for change. And more importantly, everything that's been going on for like this week is it it is starting the dialogue. It's really putting the dialogue out there. And I think. To go back, I mean, who are we to talk about this? It's like, well, it's three more voices. You know, it's three more voices making a dialogue, putting it out there, and that's what has to happen. You know, it has to, and then beyond that is invoking actual change. What do we, where do we go from this? What, you know, every little step, it's got to be, nothing's going to change overnight, but you got to chip away at it, you know, every little bit. Yeah. And also it needs to continue it, you know, in this world where we turn from this thing to that thing. Oh, this week we're doing COVID-19. This week we're doing racism. This week we're doing, you know, it's it can't be like that. We have to continue to constantly be working to do better. The crazy thing is, is it's it's written into the laws. It goes back to the Bill of Rights. You know, if if a black man, according to the laws of the United States of America, is three-fifths of a man, and that's still in there in 2020, then what do we do? You know, that's that's got to be dealt with before mm-hmm. any of this can be righted. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's pretty amazing to think of, yeah, when, that, when these things were written and, and how important they are but and then you really read some of the, the some of the other stuff and it's like how how is that still a thing you're right how how is that shouldn't absolutely not still be in there that way and and what's the fear like what where does that come from it why is there fear for all people to have the same rights and to get the same treatment why why is anybody afraid of that what does that take away from anybody that doesn't take anything away from it another person so no, that everybody gets not. the same treatment but that it, that seems to be the fear it's like oh no that can't happen because i gotta look out for my family what does that mean it doesn't take anything away from your family if that person is treated equally like you right right yeah i it's <laughs> it, it's pretty amazing it, it's just it to watch how this is all unfolded and you know and I, I, the one thing I I would like to also add is it's a strong it, everything you read on the internet take everything with a grain of salt and every story that you read or every post that you see make sure what you're reading is real 
on, on right. and on both sides. And 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 it's important. There's so much out there right now with social media. And and again, and also like someone can share a video and maybe it is out of context or maybe there's something that is out of context. But I I, I just wish that everybody would take the time to make sure what you're about to really get get behind on on either side or whatever you're doing and make sure it's a real thing. Yeah, that it actually happened. Just, I mean, at at the very least, take the time to click on it and read the article that's attached to it. At the very least, if not, do more research. But, I mean, some, the biggest one that gets me is when somebody shares something that happened five years ago. It's like, you know, come on. What's the other side, though? When you say either side, what's, what's the other side? I think what I'm trying to delicately say is, it is not about racism and it's about politics. And then I think uh, because we're in an election year that there's a lot of stuff getting politicized right now. I got you. Yeah. So I, yeah, don't, don't, please don't, <laughs> please don't take me out of context, <laughs> but, I I mean, but that's my point. And I think that people on both sides are taking stories that they're, they're picking and choosing. Right. It and especially on it, especially on Facebook, and you'll see, did you see this? Can you believe this? Or like, two groups can take the same incident and spin it either way. Mm -hmm. But that's not what actually, you know, it's like they're just taking it. And anybody at this point can make a website and call it, you know, the topnews.org. And you're like, well, this came from this newspaper. Like, no, it didn't. It's just some guy. Yeah. So it's like... what I'm saying is, is like, we need to take, absorb everything. And, and, and I think where I'm really going, this is like with the protests and stuff that have been happening. And I think people have been getting really, that's been a real dividing factor from what I can see. It's like people who Mm -hmm. are going with protesters and people who immediately jump on the looting. And I, I think one of the biggest things I saw was someone put, you know, protesters are protesting, looters are looting. And that there is a major disconnect. Like, there's a big difference. And I think the people that are out there protesting and and trying to raise awareness are one group. It's like you'll see on the news, you know, the protest was peaceful for eight straight hours. And then, and it's like that immediately, like, you know, what happened downtown Greensboro, which is insane to me, you know, in our city this is happening, but it, I, you know, I understand why people were protesting the looting thing. It, it's not, it, they're not hand in hand. It's, it's, not, it's not even the same people. No, it's opportunists. It's people that are looking, you know, it's like in anything there's good and bad people. And, right, and I hate, I hate that that immediately becomes the narrative of, all these protesters then yes. looted everything. Like I, for some people, no. that's the focus, and that's not seeing not protesters what it's about at all. Seeing pro- protesters tackle and drag looters to cops, or seeing yeah. you know, like that's what we need to focus on because they understand. Like you're killing the message, and mm-hmm. those people, the looters, don't care. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the message. They don't they have don't, a message. There is. It's. I mean, who's. <laughs> This is so, but who smashes out a window of the cat rescue group? Right. Downtown. Did they hit them too? Yes. Oh, yeah, the cat cafe. 
But and I'm oh, thankfully there were no kitties involved. But no. yeah, they did. But you know what I'm saying? Like so sad. It, man. It, it's there's so much more to this, and I hate I hate when I see and that's again when someone puts up a story and it's like it's spinning it. Like you know, it just pull up the next door app. <laughs> You'll see what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh my God, they're on fire the last few days. I know man, the, the Gosh, rumors in there. I don't even want to repeat. It. It, you know them talking about them coming into neighborhoods like yes. and th- their words are the protesters are coming into neighborhoods to burn houses down and it, it's ridiculous it's the mob mentality it, it, it's that, that fear it's the fear mentality and yeah no it's in in what's getting lost is the message and 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 what is trying to happen and it and, and again it all goes back to you know a person shouldn't have to worry that if they get arrested for any reason, you know, whether they committed a crime or not, the fact that someone would kneel on them until they can't breathe and suffocate, it just, that, that can't happen. No. It... And the only thing to do is move through your life the way that you're supposed to do there's there's not a switch god i wish there was a switch to flip and make mm-hmm. things right i wish that i could just go down the street and just hug everybody and say everything's okay now you know i live in such a fantasy world where i have this miraculous power to make mm-hmm. things right and and it's not it's never going to be that easy and people but that's that, not a hundred percent off base because just being kind to people can change a lot. That's cool. Just but changing your attitude I, towards people and being nice can actually change I, a lot of things. Yeah. But maybe, you know, I was talking to Mo about it the other day and he was saying nothing's going to change. That was his comment at the end of our conversation. He was like, this isn't going to change anything. And I said, doesn't it have to? You know, we were talking about the the video of what happened to George Floyd. And I said, doesn't, doesn't it have to change now? And he kind of laughed. Hmm. He said, racism is never going away, man. He said, this is never going to change. And I thought. And he's been down there. He's been in the the protests. And he, he told me straight up, he said, those people busting windows were not with us. He said, we saw them coming in. They they came from the side. They came in and started doing that stuff. There was one of those um, fashion stores, one of those like high-end fashion stores. They busted the windows out. And the protesters, like you said, grabbed them and beat the hell out of them and then turned them over to the police as it was happening. Because yeah. they weren't having any of that. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, He's he's on the front lines, as it were, and he's doing this. He's he's in it, and he's telling me nothing's going to change. I think it's yes. because I mean, get it, get into one argument on Facebook with somebody, and you'll see where he's coming from. Because you can't when people have their mindset a certain way, it does not matter what you say to them. And even though, like for us, because we are compassionate and we, but we. We were allies to begin with, so we're going to continue what we're doing and maybe even speak up a little bit more. But there are people out there that are just not going to change. They're just not going to change their stripes. It's not going to go away. Plus, I get the frustration. I mean, it hasn't changed yet, and this isn't the first incident that's been televised. I mean, what, just two weeks ago, 
that there's a, a man jogging through a neighborhood oh, who's God, yeah. you know, citizen yeah, arrest shot, alleged. and the the guys weren't arrested for until it became outrage. Like two right. months, or something like that, or a he month. He was hunted down but, like an so, animal, and I mean, I understand what he's saying. You yeah. know, why would he think that things are going to change now when there hasn't seemed like anything's changed yet? And so maybe, you know, uh, to go back, maybe the more we keep talking about it, it it it, it shouldn't take this much chaos and outrage. But I think at this point, uh, it's I understand because nothing's happened yet. And it mm-hmm. still it still keeps happening, and it happens. It kept happening during the protests. You know, it's like there was still there's still you know people doing questionable things. You know, in law enforcement that you know were causing people to be fired, and this is in the wake of something happening. You know, like right. It 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 just change you have to you know i understand why we're optimistic that change will happen and i understand why he's not optimistic mm-hmm. but you got to hope that that things will start to at some point heal and turn around but i also don't believe that that means well we just give up because it's not going to change because i do think that small changes can be made that um you know conversations can be had that more understanding can happen. And it may not change everyone. It may not change the it, racism as a whole. But even the smallest change for the good counts as something. Mm-hmm. There's a whole lot of one pieces of sand on the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Just don't dig a hole. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fall in it. Well, that's probably good. All right. Well, everybody, we love you. I'm for real. And I'm I'm really just heartbroken about what's going on out there. And I hope mm-hmm. that the next time we talk, there's something real, real cool and real funny to talk about. <laughs> so go out and love somebody and do something nice. Hugs for are free. Sure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law